Big Weed here. Today we review a Schwartz beer and discuss homelessness. Hello and welcome to Beer and Conversation with Big Weed and Crow Hill. Good evening, Crow Hill. Good evening, Big Weed. So, what's on your mind? Well, first thing on my mind is how come this beer is 0.8 ounces light? I, I, I mean, just looking at the bottle, I know, it's, I, it's, it's obvious. It's okay, but, yeah, but that's, that's, we'll talk about that later. The other thing on my mind is this is this is a new one for uh, what's on your mind. This is a thought experiment. And I was thinking, you know, the, the Crow Hill clan has pretty much uh, grown up and moved mm-hmm. on, and I've got room in my house. I've yep. got, I've got uh, extra bedrooms and extra bathroom. And, um, hmm. and I, I've, I've been thinking, what, you know, what if I just like went out and found some homeless person? I think it's selfish said, of you not to. I know, exactly. If I were to go out and find some homeless person and said, look, I got an extra room, you can come live in, live in this extra room. Wouldn't that be a reasonable thing to do? As a matter of fact, I did that one time in the past where we had, <laughs> we, we had, a, we had a friend who was between, you know, in a bad situation uh-huh. and Needed a place to stay, so we basically turned our basement into a bedroom. Yeah, and he and his wife and baby lived down there for I don't know three months or something like that. Right. Uh, but you know he had a job and everything else. Oh, okay. yeah. But like if I went out and just grabbed some homeless person off the street and said, "Here, here's this bedroom," what do you think would happen? What if they had like a foster care program and actually cut you a little check? Yeah, Would that sweeten the deal for you. May I maybe, but I, I'm more concerned about like. What would this person who's been used to living on the street for the past eight years, you know, under the bridge, over the, oh, you under get, the Tuxet yeah. River, you know, yeah. and now I'm just going to, like, take him into my house? Yeah. yeah. Is yeah. He gonna, you, you get him some clean clothes, you is, get him some showers, and he will, by virtue of your kindness and recognition of what his life could be, could be. It'll just transform. Yeah. Yes, I think that's almost not certain <laughs> to happen. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, that's what's on my mind. So what we have here today is Kostritzer, Kostritzer Schwartz beer. Uh, once again, I'm on a little bit of a German beer kick because yeah, I went to a German know? restaurant a little bit ago. And um, did you get to Wiener Schnitzel? I, no, I didn't. Oh. But but we should go. Uh, we should go there and try pizza, it sometime. Then. Schwartz beer is is basically a black lager. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what it is. And, and this is this is from uh, yeah, from the old country. This is from Germany itself. Four point eight percent and eleven point two ounces because they got to get that holy three hundred thirty milliliters. I don't understand that, but that's uh, that's the way it works over there. Three fifty, I get it. Mm-hmm. Why not 300 or 400 or 350? <laughs> what is 330? What is that about? Yeah. Well, this is very nice. It's uh, a little crisp, and you got a little bit of that mm. dark malt flavor going yeah. on. Oh, yeah. You got yeah. dark malt, but I would not quite mm. in the um, chocolate range. Right, but I got a little bit of that molasses aftertaste going on. Yeah. Yeah, this is very nice. Coming in at a nice little, what did you say, 4.8? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Lovely, yeah. It's a good, yeah, it's a fun style. I like it. And yes, it's very nice. Stuff. Lovely beer. It's not. It's, once again, like we discussed last time, we had one of these German beers. It's not one of these American craft beers that punches you in the face. It's it's a little more subtle, but it's still got a, a nice flavor to it. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's dark, but it's 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 lagery. It's that's what it's it's not 
Gestalt or a porter, right? Because it has a, a little lightness to it. Yeah, yeah, crisp lightness. Okay, Duke. So let's separate out our our homeless okay. populations because I was watching this show and it's in California where it featured people who live out of their cars who are homeless. Okay, and the, these are people with jobs. Mm-hmm. And they have uh, gym memberships. Yeah. So they go and they work out, and they get, they can get they a take place a shower, to, get a place right? to shower, and use a proper bathroom, and yeah, change, uh, and everything and then else. they go to work. Yeah. It's just that you're, you know, so they're still they're they're leasing leasing a vehicle, vehicle, paying insurance on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, other just your 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 normal daily food expenses, which is expensive because you, know, you don't have a refrigerator, right? A place yeah. to store it, so you're you got, you eating eat out. Every, all eat time, everything. Right? You only have one day to eat it. Yeah. yeah. So. There are bills that they pay. It's just that after they're done, they have a job, and they're after done paying those bills. There's just not another two thousand dollars left over to get a tiny apartment. To get a tiny apartment, right. in California. Yeah, and, and so, it might not even be two thousand dollars. Might be yeah. more than that. But yeah, so you're, yeah. So, so after they, they're they're working, yes, they're being responsible. They're living a decent life. They're they're they have a a schedule, a cadence to their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the all this kind of stuff. They just don't have a place to live. Yeah. So that is that is a, a reasonable definition of homelessness. I could, because I think well, some people say that homeless is a misleading term because it makes it sound like the problem is they don't have a home. You know, like that, that <laughs> yeah, is yeah, the yeah. only problem. Yeah, you know, like is some, somebody is coatless. Well, you give them a coat, everything's fine. You know, <laughs> yeah. Right? Somebody's shoeless, you give them shoes, everything is fine. Right. If somebody's homeless, you give them a home, everything is fine. Hey, Sorry, that's... Hold on there, mister. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that might not be right. So, But in this particular case, where you have somebody who's got a job, they're being responsible, they're doing what they it can... It seems like we should be able to come up with some programs, uh, some... To facilitate this type of person, once they've demonstrated that they're not on drugs, they're not alcoholics, right. yeah. they have gainful employment, and they just need permanent residence with some some sort of subsidized situation for these kind of people, seems perfectly reasonable. Yeah, they just uh, need a place to stay, a place to yeah. sleep, and except I, in and their what, car. And what some communities have done is create some safe parking lots. Mm-hmm. And some, I even saw some of them had like a a a, a, a porta pot and a guard yeah. there because otherwise you're just going to parks and side you know behind warehouses and stuff. Yeah, and that's. I mean, that's the that's kind of per- that's the kind of person where I could. Yeah, you feel I, like yeah, we I can, can invest take in my him. extra extra bedroom and person. say you know you, okay fine you stay here for a while we'll mm-hmm. get you on your feet and then we'll figure something out later on because that's a person who knows how to use a bathroom, <laughs> who, like, who's, who's going to wake up at a decent time, right. who's going to go to work, who's going to shower clean. every day. Yeah. yeah, you know, they're, they're, they're a responsible person who's going to behave like a human being. Yes, but that ain't everybody. That's, no, and that's that not is the way. certainly not what this, the explosion, particularly on the West Coast, mm-hmm. in homelessness mm-hmm. and... So what 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 are the other factors? Yeah, so we think we like to say the problem with homelessness is you don't have a home. No, the problem with homelessness or that is the that housing that, prices have, have so outstripped yeah the the wage gains right uh, wage increases not nearly keeping up with, with right 
And that is a that is a part of the problem, right. which is what you were just talking about. Yeah. That's a segment of it. But the vast majority of no, the homeless problem, problem is you're you have a mental illness or you're a drug addict or both. Right. And you're you know, if somebody offered you a place or, to hold on, stay, let's do the, the three prong. Or uh, government has made it so comfortable yeah. that it's almost like, uh, I mean, if you were at a campground, I like camping. Yeah. And the government is, you don't have to pay for the camp, you don't have to pay for the campsite. Yeah. And the government is giving you enough money to, for you to eat your, and, you know, buy some beers. Right. Uh, how long could you stay in the campground if you didn't were responsible for anybody else? I don't know, probably a pretty long time. Pretty long time, <laughs> yeah. Especially in your California where the weather's nice. Yeah. So is it, so we've got mental illness, uh, drug addiction, and uh, government complicity. Yes, and another, another part of it is that even if, if you have these people living in these homeless encampments under a bridge or whatever, they got this tent city going on, and you offer them some place to live, well, the problem is that place to live it's like, you know, uh, an hour walk from where their drug dealer is. They, they don't want to <laughs> stay. They don't want to stay there. The, one of the yeah, reasons so, that they hang out in the places that they hang out is because they know that's where they can get their drugs. It's not that. It's not that there aren't. Well, shelters are overcrowded. Yeah, but they're still probably pretty unpleasant. Mm-hmm. And in, in, even to, in, in this show I watched, this one woman was with her. Uh, I don't know. She's early twenties, daughter, you know, a, a daughter, and she's like, they asked her, if she, you know, if you tried out the the shelter, she's like, yeah, uh, I feel safer in my car. Yeah, I imagine because yeah. I, I'm sure that's a place where you get robbed and raped and all kinds of things <laughs> yeah. because there's probably not the kind of security that you would want. And and or, right or or requirements of behavior from yes. the people that that are there. And that that is the problem is that we don't have requirements that no. in order to get this benefit, you have no. to demonstrate this behavior or so no. the, 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 it's, it's the housing first versus treatment first sort of a thing. It's like, you don't have a place to stay. The problem you have is you don't have a house. We're going to put you in this house. Okay. You know what they're going to do to that house? They're going to crap on the floor. They're going <laughs> to turn it into there's like in, in places in New York right now yeah. where they're trying to take homeless people and put them in hotels they're like having sex in the hallways and trash in the, trash in the place and pooping everywhere. It's you can't just take people who have mental problems and drug problems and put them in a hotel and think that they're going to behave like normal people. Yes, like you said, the the, the, the definition of homelessness is well, that's the problem. They don't have a home. That's not at all the problem. That's the effect. That's yeah. that's not the cause. That's yeah. the effect. Yeah, and that. That it's been decided that penalizing, you know, it's not a crime. It's not a crime to be a drug addict, and it's not a crime to be uh, homeless. And by having any restrictions, including putting up a tent in front of a restaurant, yeah. uh, is too much of a burden on the homeless person. Right. And what do you get more of? I mean, I mean it's a simple, the, the, the simple statement of. When you discourage something, you get less of it. When right. you encourage something, you get more of it. I mean, how smart do you have to be to understand that? Yeah, I heard a quote from a guy today who was trying to get over his heroin addiction. Yeah. And he's walking around on the streets of San Francisco, and there are these tables where people are giving away 
free clean needles, free clean, you know, all this stuff. Yeah, making all, it, making yeah, crack, it you easy. Can, you can get crack pipes. Yeah. You can, yeah. Making it easy. So if I have an addiction, like I have an addiction to, uh, to heroin and I'm, and I'm trying to stay clean and I have all these people going around saying, well, here, here's some heroin if you want it. Here, hey, you know, all you got to do is come into this place. We'll give you, we'll make sure a doctor it's is not, supervising right. you yeah, and everything right, exactly. is fine. It's not dangerous at all. It's been government tested. Yeah. The needles are clean. Here's some cotton swabs. We, exactly. Some, we'll, uh, we'll take some alcohol and clean the spot and t- tell you exactly where to shoot up and everything. Else. Oh, come on. What do you get more of? Yeah. Why would you do such a thing? But that the, so part of the problem is the psychology community has told us that addiction is a disease, not a behavioral problem. So if it's a disease, like if you have cancer, nobody's going to tell you, you know, you horrible person, you got cancer, Mm -hmm. right? But if you're a heroin addict, we generally think, okay, you need to change your behavior and stop doing You make some bad choices here. Yeah, but but the mental health community some portions of the mental health community are trying to tell us, no, it's, it's a disease. It's not a behavioral problem. Right. Well, there are aspects of it, but there's, there, there are no other diseases I can think of that going through some cold Turkey and some therapy, uh, is going to get you over that disease. I certainly believe that some people have a, tendency towards addiction yes definitely that i think that's true that like some people so i don't, I don't are know if it's a genetic fall, component right or what? i don't know what it is but some people can fall into to addiction easier than other people so I, I go along with that but that still doesn't mean that with the proper environment and encouragement and training that that you can move people in the right direction no, and facilitating the disease, yeah. certainly not not the best way to treat the disease. That's right. I mean, even if you're if you're going full with the full disease, and then, how do they know? And, 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 and there's no, and you offer no effort at treatment because that in itself is what uh, judgmental or something. I don't know. So if I have cancer and I go into the doctor, they can do a test. They can like check for a tumor and they can send yeah. the tumor out to a lab and they can say, yes, you have cancer. Is there any sort of test that tells you, yes, you're a drug addict? No, they, they can't, they can't do that. Right. They, like, so you have two people, one person is genetically or whatever predisposed to addiction. The other person is, is not predisposed to addiction, addiction. Both of them are living on, in a tent on the street, crapping on the sidewalk, <laughs> shooting up in front of uh, kids who are walking to school, and you're going to treat them both as if they have a disease, how do you know? They don't both have a disease. <laughs> but One guy but a I don't disease, even see efforts to, to, efforts to get the treatment. Right. It's like, so you're, you're, you're facilitating the drug use and then saying you're only going to give you treatment if you voluntarily come and ask for it. Yeah. Well, what and about this, the... This what is, about, Red states where you actually go to jail. This is supposed to be compassion. Yeah. Well, the, that's a good point. They, they 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 think that they're being compassionate by letting is people it? live in tents on the street where there's no sanitary facilities. They have no access to bathrooms. They have no access to water. They have no access to you know basic human things that people would want. And 
children are walking past them on the way to school or on the way to the McDonald's or whatever it is. They're, they're camping out in front of Starbucks. So somebody's trying to go get their morning coffee and they have so to walk dri- past You're driving them. businesses out. You're, right. driving, you're, you're driving people who have the means, who are paying all the taxes. Yeah. You're driving them out. And this is, this is all facilitated by city councils who have... Who what? How have they decided that this policy is making life better? Or maybe maybe it is making life better for the people who are not contributing anything to society. Well, wait a minute. If they're city councilmen, then they're educated people. So that means that yes. you know they've gone to school and they've studied. They probably have like all these studies. They definitely, I mean, and they have they have advanced degrees. They've been in uh, in politics and earned the respect of their peers and colleagues yeah. and uh, constituents. So they, mu- they must be smart. I mean, come on. They, I, they've, they've had all this education. They must know exactly what to do. Uh, I am losing my admiration for educated and accomplished people every day. Every, every time I see something like this, I'm like, so the entire city council is going to get together and go, you know what the best thing for Los Angeles is? These policies that any country bumpkin would look at and go, you know what's going to happen, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yes, we're going to make the city better. And he'd be like, well, no. okay, okay, I'll be back on my farm, and I'll come see you in 18 months. Yeah. And then they all look at each other like, well, how, how, what happened? How did it get so bad, and why are all the businesses leaving? And- I, I think a big part of the problem is that ordinary people have absolutely no interest in politics. Ordinary people, <laughs> right. ordinary people want to play golf. They want to... They want to go hang out with their friends. Yeah, yeah, they want yes, to raise yes. their children. They go want to, to go the camping. They want to go to the park. Game. They want to. They want. <laughs> they want to live their life. They want to do ordinary things. And there's a s- small subsection of people who want to mind everybody else's business. Yes, yes. They, they who are driven to be busybodies. Yes, and uh, not only that, though. Yes, all they're driven to be busybodies. So you, you have a you have a combination of two things. On the one hand, they're driven to be busybodies. On the other hand, they are the people who want to get public approval. They're yeah. the kind of people who thrive on being in the in crowd. They want to be. They want to be with it. They want to be like the the the, the person, the, 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 the cool kids, the cool kids. Right. See, so you take both those things, and you take the intersection of both those things: busybody and I want to be a cool kid. And what you get is these morons who go along with the latest intellectual fad yeah. because that's what the cool kids say. Yeah. And they're busybodies and they want to oppose, impose their stupid agenda on everybody else. And those are the people that right. we have running our cities. Right. And well, yes, while the, the straw chewing man on the tractor is going, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Right. And that's because you don't understand, you don't have the proper <laughs> right. education, and we'll take it from here. Thank well, you very much. I think it was William F. Buckley said that it would be far better, the country would be far better off if you just randomly selected people out of the phone book and put them in public office. <laughs> that, 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 that things would, like, everything would be better. I totally agree with that. Because you don't have... I mean, it's just this, just, just blatant bad ideas with with terrible results but this is the thing you know what it usually ends up what you, you usually get double downing right mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. oh why did my why did why did my program fail we didn't my million dollar program yeah. because it wasn't a two million dollar program right. that's why 
Yeah. And people go, you're right. Yeah. Because I saw a study by a PhD who said that that... Uh, we built these million-dollar apartments for the homeless to live in, and they crapped on the floor. So <laughs> we, we obviously needed to spend $2 million to make the bathrooms better, right? Yeah. 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 So the the... Obviously, we have that problem, that the people who are running cities are idiots. But there's this, there's this attitude of this housing-first attitude. Yeah. And I did, a, I did a fair amount of web searching on this housing-first idea. And the funny thing is, you get a lot of articles that praise the housing-first model. They'll say, but do they Finland include, did housing-first and it uh, worked. And do they include uh, requirements? Right. For the housing, like the I question. said, the people, yes, those people living in their living in their cars with with full time jobs, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, I'll take those. You're just, are you just going to scoop up filthy people off of Skid Row and move them into houses, even even if even if they're one bedroom, like they some they take these storage tankers, mm-hmm. even cutting those into little one bed, okay, and, and what are they going to do? Yeah. They're gonna put. They're, they're gonna sit in there and do their drugs and be crazy people. Exactly. Yeah. So if you don't have some path to get them towards the responsible citizenship, where they're holding down a job, they're showering, they're using the facilities, you know, they're doing the things that we expect civilized people to do, then you're not doing any good at all. all right, so most. So most. That's right. That's mostly uh, the the drug act. Well, so we've done government complicity. Right. The, the, the drug issue, which is partly fueled by other bad policies, which include uh, not considering drug use a crime, facilitating drug use, decriminalization yeah. all yeah. day long, doing nothing about the amount of drugs coming across the border. Well, okay, let's get to that, because a, a big contributor to homelessness is addiction. And what are we doing? We're allowing huge quantities of fentanyl and other horribly addictive drugs to come across the border and we're doing nothing about it. No. We're allowing yes. this poison to come into our country and it's what it's doing is getting these people addicted and they end up laying around in the street, living in tents, crapping on the sidewalk <laughs> and and now we think that what we the response the response is not close the border, you know, shoot the drug dealers. I I I would really, you know, a long time ago, this a little sidelight here. Okay. Long, long time ago, I was listening to this guy talk about his trip to Thailand, and he goes goes into Thailand and he puts out his passport. And you know, when you when you present your passport in another country, they'll stamp it. Right? Yeah. Well, they stamped his his passport, and the stamp said "Death to Drug Dealers" on the stamp. On the stamp. Welcome you, you, to Thailand. Welcome to Thailand. Death to drug dealers. I, you know. There's something to be said for that. Right. There's something to be said for saying zero tolerance. Right. You deal drugs in this country, we're going to shoot you. But uh, I think one of the things aspects you, you were getting at earlier is the commitment to ideology over actual results. Yes. And this other ideology is closing the border is mean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, if the consequences are hundreds of hundred thousand overdoses a year, oh well, at least we didn't close the border because there's no way to address it unless you're going to address the look at this chart. Here's the chart: age-adjusted rates of drug overdose deaths involving opioids by type of opioids in the United States yeah. from 1999 to 2019. Lordy, see- what's the dark blue one there? 
Okay, that's uh, that's synthetic opioids. Okay, that's your, so we that's see that's we your... see a mild increase in problems with heroin, in problems with with other drugs. This it's it's a little bit of an increase, but synthetic drugs are relatively flat. You get to 2013, they skyrocket, they jump up to yeah, to way higher than anything else. And the problem here is a lot of these synthetic drugs, like fentanyl, you can die from like the equivalent of a grain of salt of fentanyl. Yeah. You get that. Like there are cops who are trying to yeah. do an arrest and they their skin comes in contact with the fentanyl and they overdose because the stuff is so incredibly, incredibly toxic. Right. But it, it would, it would require two things, uh, saying mean things about China. <laughs> yes. And closing the border. And closing the border. So, right. and the, neither one of those things are popular. So, you know what we're going to do? We're going to allow massive increases in overdoses and massive increases in homelessness. Yeah. And uh, and just look the other way. And here, here's another chart. Age just the drug overdose death rates by sex in the United States. Nah. And that we see a general increase for the entire population. Women start off in 1999 at about 4 per 100,000, right. and in 2019, they end up at about, what would you say, 13 yeah. per 100,000. Right. Men uh, start off at about 8 per 100,000. At the end of this chart, they're at about 30 per 100,000. Lordy, look at that thing. That yeah. is an amazing chart, and that is terrifying. It is terrifying. And you have, you have this situation where men are uh, becoming addicts and either committing suicide, dying by overdose, or something, and we're not... No, that's not a, it's, it's, it's not a health crisis. No. Uh, white supremacy, now that's a, that's that's a, a health, health crisis. crisis. Yeah. But, uh, no, these, these, these numbers here... That doesn't matter. That's just, uh, yeah. that's just I've, part of I've heard someone say that the rate... The rates of death among homeless people, the, the rates of, of uh, deaths by overdose among homeless people are higher than the rates of combat people in combat in a war zone. Gosh. Like if you're so if you're funny. in combat in a war zone, yeah. you're less likely to die than if you're some homeless person in San Francisco. That's unbelievable. Now, yeah. what about if you just find an erratic, violent, crazy person? Yeah. Can you stick him in a what, uh, crazy house? What do they call this? Uh, crazy house, <laughs> well, they? no, because not insane asylums. Well, what's what's the, what's the proper? That's not, I don't have the great word for it. Uh, well, it used to be insane asylum. Yeah, yeah. It's not insane asylum. No, nowadays the court has decided that unless you can demonstrate the person is a threat to themselves or others, you can't hold them. So you have some. And they basically, person, have to voluntarily commit themselves. Well, the problem is that most people, most addicts can get it together long enough to convince the, right, the you do doctor. Your, you, you do your 72 hours of observation. Right. And now you've calmed down. They've been giving you some drugs. They've calmed you down. And, they, and, and, calming you, it. So, and he's got a history of used to take drugs, yeah. getting back on the drugs. Yeah. And, uh, and no, no doc, I'm, I'm fine. I'm going to go I'm to fine. Alcoholics oh, and, Anonymous. I'm and, gonna and, do right, this. Oh, and uh, that, uh, that lithium. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here, give me a bottle of that. I'll be taking that all the time. Exactly. And I'll call my family, and I'll get back together with them, and everything will be fine. And they let you back out again. That We have a very broken system when it comes to dealing with uh, 
people who have mental issues and how we evaluate them and how we uh, treat them. It's it's a mess. It's a total mess. So, okay, so we, we're not dealing properly with people with mental illnesses. We're not dealing properly with people with uh, drug problems. And we're not controlling the flow of illegal drugs across the border into the country. We're doing nothing to stop any of these things. We're de- but decriminalizing crime, basically. Yeah. And yes, exactly. We're allowing people who say you can steal anything you want as long as you don't steal more than $900 worth. And yeah, you can and, live and, in a tent on the Right, street. and any drugs that we find on you, well, that's just possession. It's your own... You know, it's it's like, I don't believe in the devil, but it's like it's like the He's, devil he, is, uh, is, is you know, guiding our public policy. It is so crazy. It's like, how, how can we... Hmm. How can people be as stupid as we've become? in the last 20 years. It's hard to believe. Staring, you know, you're staring it in your, in, in your face. You, these people don't seem to recognize that these policies... Are, I, I think the answer is what you were talking about before. The, the way you get that stupid is you are a busybody who wants to mind everybody else's business. You are a crowd pleaser, somebody who wants to be in the crowd, you, 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 and you, you go to school. You have exactly. You have sometimes there's some places where you have to be educated into that yes, level of exactly. You, there are some things that are so stupid you have to be educated into them. Like a normal a normal person would realize that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But if you go and take classes where some professor yeah. with credentials, credentials is telling you these things, he's written that, books, he lectures places. Right. I, I, I'm sure I told you this story before. I, I was at, at a coworker whose girlfriend had a problem with her uh, gas tank on her motorcycle, and she rode out with me on the train out because there was a, a motorcycle repair shop out by the train stop. And she rode out with me, and we're sitting on the train, and we're just chatting about one thing or another. And she was a women's studies student at George Washington University. Yeah, and she was telling me how, um, how she learned in her women's studies class that one-third of children are born neither male nor female, and they have to operate on them to make them male or female. Well, that's quite an industry. That's really, this is busy doctors. I know, yeah. I, and I'm like, I've had five kids. I've been through Lamaze classes <laughs> five times. I've been taught, like, how to deliver a child in the back of a cab when the cord is wrapped around the neck. Don't you think they'd tell me? That, that pretty it's a good one, chance. Thirty-three percent chance that the child is born neither male. Don't you think they had to mention that? You know, and? like so. She was like, "Oh, hmm, that's a good point." The, the, thing, <laughs> the thing that was surprising to me was she. It had never occurred to her to question whether yeah, her yeah. teacher was right or wrong about this. She yeah. just kind of absorbed it. Here she's this person absorbing this crap that the teacher is feeding into her brain. I don't. I don't know. What are you going to do about this? We've got. We've got drug issues, mental health issues, street camping. We're legalizing crime and open. Oh, one thing we haven't talked about is the open drug use. Well, Places. yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's that, that that's part of it. There, so I I saw a program where in a state that is not that is not California, that yes, you actually can be arrested for for, for drug use, and you have given the option of first off, just going to jail is probably good. For your health. Yeah. Now, all you do is feel better and can't wait to get out and party again. But they gave people the choice of these uh, prison sentences or a kind of a prison boot, sh- a short 
stay at a prison boot camp mm-hmm. where you, you know, you get up at 6 a.m. and you make your bed and you exercise and then there's uh, education and a lot and uh, group therapy and, you know, why is it that you're driven to this? Because after you get cleaned up, you know, you get a chance to reflect on your life and that, that, that. and, uh, you know, I'm sure, I, I'm sure it's not remarkable success. I'm sure it's not uh, 80, no. 90%, but I mean, at least it's, at least it's an attempt but you have to start at the. You have to start with taking them off the streets to begin yeah. with, rather than making it easier for you to live on the streets. But, yes, I, right. But I guess the question in my mind would be: Okay, so you take this this drug user who's been hanging out on the streets of San Francisco for the last four years, yeah, and you take him off to this boot camp, yeah, and you tell him every day you're going to wake up at six, you're going to shower, you're going to do exercises, you're going to do this, do that, and he just won't do it, yeah. He just sleeps in. Until oh, no, 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 no. Okay, no, no, no. That's that's fine. Then he does. The, then he does prison time. I see. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. you right. So there you've got some you've got a you've got a year in jail. Yeah. Or you could do the forty five day pr- uh, boot camp. And if you don't do the boot camp, into jail. Yeah. Okay, that's good because as long as there are consequences, because the problem is human beings have to have skin in the game. Yeah. They have to have a sense of responsibility. They have to have a sense that their actions matter. They have to have a sense that. That, you know, if I do well, I'll be rewarded. If I do poorly, I'll be punished. That's just part of human nature. And if you take that away, fine, you can sit there and get high. Here, we'll give you needles. We'll give you this. We'll give you that. That You're just, you're destroying people by doing that. They actually delivered booze. So, uh, during the pandemic, they're putting people in hotels and on, you know, crappy motels. And then to keep them off the streets, then would deliver drugs and booze to their room. Lovely. Huh. And you, what? You get more of that instead of less <laughs> of that? When yeah. you make it easier? If, I mean, we were, we were talking earlier about uh, uh, you know, how, how fun it is to go camping. Yeah. And so you're in some encampment, and it's the weather is nice, and there's no charge. You get enough money from the government to buy food and booze. And you just live in a tent? Sit uh, around the fire, fish a little bit, you know, uh, shoot the breeze? Yeah, if, you don't have, if you're not responsible for anybody else, hey, it's not a bad gig. Why not What do, do you think? You're going to get more of that or less Why of not? that? Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I, you know, I am, by temperament, somebody who has to do things and be responsible. And But, you know, if I'm in a situation where somebody's just going to pay me to sit around and do nothing, you know, <laughs> I don't know what. It's not a bad maybe, gig? It's not a bad Maybe that, maybe I would, that would... Push me in that direction. All right. Well, the right. Babylon Bee's got a few things to say on the matter. Well, uh, what a surprise. Yeah, yes. yes, yes. So this is interesting. I didn't realize that this was actually a thing here. Yes, the Super Bowl delayed as L.A. officials clear homelessness encampment from the 50-yard line. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, the, the homeless people have the sense to uh, camp on the 50-yard line. <laughs> yes, yes. Right. Homeless man feeling unsafe as limos full of drug addicts and perverts show up in his neighborhood. And, and, then, and then the picture is a bunch of Hollywood glamour people on the red carpet as they show up for uh, what, some like, sort of an award Yeah, show. right, right. He lives in Hollywood, which is actually kind of crappy. Yeah. Uh, and then these bunch of drug addicts and perverts show up and ruin the place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and then uh, Gavin Newsom won his re-election. Yeah. And how in the homelessness spell out, congrats, Gavin Newsom. Newsom in Boop! <laughs> on the streets of California. <laughs> yeah, you know, I wonder how they did that. Like, you know, 
Oh, they don't care. They just grabbed it with their hands. Grabbed I'm it with sure. their hands and put it on there. I don't get yeah, the, the Babylon Bee. Is if you're not reading the Babylon Bee, then you really don't know what's going on in the country. All right. Well, I have so. a related uh, mailbag. Okay. So a couple of weeks ago, we did. I was thinking we were going to do the housing crisis and homelessness in one show until we it's realized it's really yeah, it's, it's just too much. it's they're yeah. two separate things, all, only loosely related. The idea that rising house prices, that the fact that house prices have outstripped wage increases, yeah. is a problem. Yes, but That's the housing, the, the housing right. first people are going to say that is the problem. Yeah, it's no, not affordable housing is the cause of homelessness. No, no, it's no. not. I mean, in, in some limited cases, it might be, yeah. and in those limited cases, fine, let's solve it. I think, it. I think, we, the, right, yeah. we can work with that. Exactly. But the vast majority of the cases are not that. It's mental illness and drug use. <laughs> so, uh, so Caveman Ken, he says, uh, listening to your show on the housing crisis, rising home prices is the problem, right? Why are falling home prices considered bad? Well, bad for investors, maybe, but good for home buyers, right? And I was like, yeah, how come you, how come you ever, have, you never heard a show where the financial news guy's going, well, good news for prospective home buyers. Housing prices are going down? Yeah, if you're getting, if you're looking to buy a home, wait till next summer because housing prices are expect to fall and good, and good, good for you, right? It's never, it, yeah, yeah it, that's an interesting point because, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like there's this attitude that if you buy property, if you buy real estate, there's an expectation that it will increase in value. Or, or that the reason that you're buying the real estate is because you are, you, you know, you're, you're going you're gonna to sell it in a couple of years and yeah. make some big bucks. Right. You know what? No. Maybe yes, that's the, not true. The investors that you're talking about, yes, but the average person wants to own a home. They buy a 30-year mortgage, a lot of them thinking, I might be here 30 years. Right. Right. So and if your so if your house spikes doubles in eight years because of some weird. All that does is increase your real estate tax. Uh, Yeah. yeah. And then it comes and then it comes back down to what a normal increase would have been. Right. That's considered some sort of crisis. Like I I realize it's not worth, you know, my house isn't worth what it was two years ago, but it's still worth more than it was when I bought it 10 years ago. And it'll be worth more. But it's always characterized as a bad thing. what do you mean? Yeah, I think it's a, good, I, I it's think, a great thing for home buyers. Yeah, I think they're taking that, me out of my house in a pine box, and so yeah. it, it really doesn't matter to me what the value of my home is from year to year. No, it, like who cares? It doesn't make any difference. I'll so pay I, I it off in a couple of years, who, and that's who, the other one. Are, are focused on you know Wall Streeters, yes. investors, yeah. and people who plan to make money off of rising prices. Like we spiking rising prices in houses, that just tells me you know what. It's gonna come, there's gonna be a crash. It's, it's it's rising way too fast, and but everybody's really excited about it. Well, if you sell now, but yeah, there there have been times just in the you know the last twenty years where home prices have gone way up and yeah. then come way back down and gone way. It's like okay, whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, the only thing it changes in my life is it might change my property taxes on my home. Yeah, because all of a sudden they value it at you know twice what it was five years ago. I got to pay a little more property tax, which I don't. Yeah. Like. So in, that, in the rest of that, in that case, I don't really want my house to be <laughs> worth that much more because I'm not going anywhere. Right. Yeah. Which I think is most people. However, it's never reported that way. It's mm. always a bad thing mm. for America when housing prices fall. Well, you just told me that the problem with the 
The, pro the, pr the problem is that housing prices are rising too fast for people's wages. Hmm. What is, what's the problem? I think that's a darn good point there, Caveman Ken. Maybe Caveman Ken needs to write like a people's economics of the... Uh... <laughs> like Howard Zinn's uh, yeah, people's... Not like Howard Zinn. Oh, Zinn's. not like Howard <laughs> Not Zinn. like Howard Zinn. <laughs> Something that's actually true. <laughs> All right. Well. All right, so homelessness. The problem is, uh, except for the narrow slice of people who actually are priced out of homes, the problem is... Uh, Drugs, bad, drugs and mental illness. And bad government. And bad government. Which is probably tied to both of those other two. That's right. So, all right. All right here we go. Shorts beer. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Beer and Conversation with Pigweed and Crowhill. If you enjoy the show, please tell a friend. We would like to say share it on social media, but we hate social media. Just tell a friend in real life. That would be lovely. Thank you very much. Beer.